Good morning, everybody. Welcome to It's a Religion. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the middle west of the divided states of America and to the republic for which they stand, two nations under God, with liberty and justice for some, for those that know how to get it, I guess. But hey, lots going on with the trucker convoys, and what a, a beautiful thing it is. The people the regular Joe people, the people that make this country work, Rush Limbaugh used to call them, are coming together left and right, I might add. Uh, saw some stuff in the news today that actually surprised me. But but first and foremost, here at It's a Religion, we start with the Bible. We start with Scripture because we believe that we are created beings. We believe we were created not that long ago. And yes, I know that goes against the thought of many people in this country, in this world today, but that's because I believe they've been duped. They've been duped by the evil one, the devil, Satan. And I believe that the theory of evolution is one of the worst things that's ever promulgated itself onto the conscience of humanity, right? We also believe that it's a religion that there's only one race, the human race. It doesn't matter whether you're black, white, blue, or purple. You are human if you are a human being. And therefore, you should be treated equally with respect and kindness. However, there are choices that people make. There are choices that people make in terms of what they worship, what they do, how they act. And those choices have consequences. And when you, as for, as a, for instance, come together as a man and a woman, because Let's face it, folks, two men cannot have a baby together. It's not physically possible. So therefore, I would claim that that's not natural. That's not normal. Uh, but a man and woman can, and when they do uh, the thing that they do that would cause a woman to be pregnant, and then they say, oh, we made a mistake and want to get rid of that child. Well, wait a minute. You know, you were willing to take the responsibility of doing what you did to do that. And yet, uh, you didn't want to take the responsibility of the result. So that's where we're at is people do not like to take responsibility. Let's face it. And half of our country is in a place where they're okay with that. They're okay with not taking responsibility. I believe a big portion of those uh, likely believe in evolution, likely believe in things that uh, trend toward the fact that they don't need to be responsible. Whereas people who put their faith and trust in Christ, Christ calls you to responsibility. He calls you to uh, purpose. He calls you to take care of things, to take care of others, to focus on others' needs, not necessarily your own. And that could mean as a father, you focus on the needs of your family and not worrying about what you're getting out of it and so on and so forth. So uh, that's where we're at, at It's a Religion. We like to look at things from the lens of faith, what's going on in the world today from the lens of faith. But we always start with Scripture, with the Bible, every day. And because that is where God's Word is, that's where God's truth is. And He will reveal more truth to you every time you read through the Bible, every time you read Scripture. Typically, uh, God will reveal something to you that maybe you didn't know before, or didn't realize before. Maybe He re helps you re-examine something that you had forgotten about or, or don't think about on a regular basis. And we started this year, we started in, <clears throat> excuse me, in Genesis. Again, and we, we've walked through the Old Testament, all these different books. We didn't spend a lot of time on all of them. We did in Genesis mainly, and then looked at the Exodus and looked at Israel receiving the law. And the purpose of Israel, again, is, is to bring Christ into the world. They were the chosen people by which 
the uh, the man Christ would come into the world to save humanity. And I believe that's what mainly the rest of the Old Testament is about. Now, you have a couple of books in there, Job, that is specific to that individual, but shows the faithfulness of Job. You have Psalms, which is called uh, Poetic, and David wrote a lot of those, but yet there was a lot of uh, predictions in Psalms about who the Christ would be and, and, and how that was going to work. And now we come to the book of Proverbs, and Proverbs is a book that Solomon mainly wrote. There's uh, a couple that uh, he did not. Um, and Proverbs itself is full of wisdom, full of sayings that uh, are a way in which people can think about life and think about how to pursue things. Now, it isn't a catch-all because you look at some of the things that Proverbs says, and you have to look at it from the lens of what Christ teaches as well. And so you don't necessarily put it in terms of secular views, okay? And wisdom dwells with prudence and find out knowledge of what he mentions. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy. And the evil way and the froward mouth do I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me kings reign and princes decree justice. By me princes rule and nobles, even the judges of the earth. I love them that love me and those that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honor are with me, yea, durable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yea, than fine gold and my revenue than choice silver. I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of judgment that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance, and I will fill their treasures. The Lord possesses me, and in the beginning of his way, before the works of old, I was set up from everlasting, from the beginning, or ever the earth was, and there were no depths. I was brought forth when there were no fountains abounding with water. Before the mountains were settled, before the hills I was brought forth, while as yet he had not made the earth, nor the fields, nor the highest part of the dust of the world. When prepared the heavens, I was there. And when he set a compass upon the face of the depth, when he established the clouds above, and he strengthened the fountains of the deep, when he gave to the sea his decree that the water should not pass his commandment, and when he appointed the fountains of the earth, the foundations of the earth, when then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of his earth. And my delights were with the sons of men. Now, therefore, hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise, or refuse it not. Blessed is the man that hears me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoso finds me finds life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sins against me wrongs his own soul. All they that hate me love death. Now, it says fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and you cannot have wisdom without fearing God. And so people that turn from God and toward evolution, toward secular humanism, toward Mohammedism, quite frankly, toward Buddhism, toward Shintoism, toward ism, 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 uh, do not know the Lord, do not fear God properly, and so cannot have wisdom. So when you see a scientist that has six PhDs from universities that, that thumb their nose at God, that try and do everything they can to circumvent the will of God, to call Christians into uh, submission, into marginalization, into uh, situations where they're laughed at, uh, laughed, you know, I think about what goes on at universities today. And 
I anybody that has a PhD from a university, I don't put any faith and trust in because they've been led down many strange and wrong paths at this point because universities have become places of leftist indoctrination and indoctrination into the theory of evolution, into the theories that man is his own God, is his own king, that we came about, again, million, millions of years and soup. That's all you, I, What's evolution? The evolutionary theory breaks down to millions of years and soup. That's what you got, folks. You don't have anything else. And they can't tell you how life came about. They can't tell you how it all happened. They have all these wonderful drawings and theories and all this wonderful stuff. But it's based on nothing, absolutely nothing scientific. Oh, well, what about dating? Yeah. Okay, let's make a bunch of assumptions and say something is between 8 billion and 10 billion years old. I mean, you can get away with anything. So it's it's pathetic. But here we have God's word. God himself, the one who created you, the one who created the universe, gives you his word, gives you his history. History is his story, right? I mean, it used to be people just assume that, assume we were created beings, knew that we were created folk and this whole theory of evolution is, is has been a way that satan is used to circumvent uh, god's will in many areas of our society and we see it playing out right before us where you have elites trying to keep people down you have communism still hanging around i thought it was dead back with reagan in the 80s thought we had proven that case to be wrong but now it's it's a different kind of communism it's the elites who have everything and i think it was interesting when you, you think about the way Romney was treated when he talked about the 49% of people that are on the dole from the government. But that's how they're controlled. That's how, you know, when you look at the inner cities of this country, and it's pathetic. You know, we've got some friends that, that live in the south side of Chicago, and she was talking about that the other day about a school that she has to work at that's just awful. And, you know, they want to blame others for that, and yet it's a culture that's a problem. The inner city culture that goes on, it doesn't encourage people to get out. It doesn't encourage people to do the right and good things. It encourages people to live in squalor, to live in a way that uh, doesn't encourage family. It doesn't encourage uh, good morals. It doesn't encourage encourage anything good. So how do you expect it to change? How do you expect anything to happen that's going to uh, change that situation for people? You know, people talk about Western ethics being racist somehow, which, again, racism is not anything that is. It's not, there's no such thing as racism. There's one race, the human race. Now, people culturally are different, and that's where the, the differences come in. But in the inner cities versus like a rural community, even in a small town like the one I live in, there's spots that are are culturally and inherently evil, right? Because they don't follow God's laws. They don't follow uh, Christ and what he has said is good for humanity. And he made us, so he should know. So when you look at what goes on in these areas, people shooting each other, drugs, like, you know, because people don't have hope, don't have good jobs, don't have good education. And, and when our education system on the public level is mainly a social institution anymore, it's not about teaching people to give them a opportunity to get out of squalor, to get out of the current cultural situation they're in. It doesn't teach morals and values. 
you know, it used to be people read the Bible every day in class. People prayed openly in class. People did the Pledge of Allegiance in class. And we, you don't have that today. And has life gotten any better in the cities, in the inner city communities? You know, people in rural communities are doing things like homeschooling and, and private schooling and things like that, where they don't have to follow the edicts of our leftist communist governments around the country, especially in these blue states with big cities. And, you know, I'm part of a movement in Illinois now that wants to separate, wants to separate out from the influence of Chicago and the big city because the rest of the state is rural. It doesn't want the same things that um, the people in the big city area want. And we don't need, you know, like Pritzker has locked down the entire state for no purpose whatsoever. He says to, to save people, but I challenge that completely. So going back to Proverbs, wisdom has builded her house and she has hewn out her seven pillars. Now, wisdom in this case doesn't start without fear of God. God is first and foremost, and he's not going to be circumvented by Satan. He's not going to be circumvented by anything that we do ourselves because it still remains. It still remains as a fact. It still remains that if you don't have God, if you don't fear God properly, if you don't put him first and have an understanding that stems from we were created beings and we are here because of his will to create us and give us an opportunity to have life, then whatever you say after that doesn't matter. You are not being, you are not coming from a path of wisdom, a path of truthfulness. You're coming from the path that says, I will be my own God and I will make my own way, much like Adam and Eve did when they picked the fruit and denied uh, God's sovereignty in that, in that situation. Because I believe at that point he gave them a free will to make that choice. So then you get to Proverbs 31, and it talks about uh, what a good woman is. And a lot of people have taken this and turned it some different ways and things like that. I'm not going to get into that, but um, she's very diligent and takes care of her household. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. And it's about taking care of her household. It's not about having a career. It's not about being a man and trying to to earn your stripes in a man's world. And I see gals that do that nowadays, and it just makes me sad. And I think in some way, shape, or form, maybe they get some satisfaction out of that for a time. But I think eventually they're going to come to the realization that they missed. They missed something very valuable and very important. And maybe they won't, you know, because God says in Romans 1 that he turns people over to a debased mind if they continue to suppress the truth and unrighteousness. And that's what people do. When you put your faith and trust in evolution and evolutionary ideas and secular humanist ideas, you are suppressing the truth and unrighteousness. And it's that's just a fact. You cannot get around that. That is God's law. God says when you suppress the truth and unrighteousness, eventually I will turn you over to those thoughts, to those to a debased mind, to do things that, that are not normal, to do things that are going to be harmful to you. And that ends up being what it is. Because when you have a, uh, have a process or have uh, things that you do that are hurtful to you, well, you're going to be harmed by that, either emotionally or physically or some other way. And it plays itself out in our society when men don't take responsibility for 
having children, when they don't take responsibility by getting married and settling down and providing for their family, when women don't take childbearing seriously and they would rather be out trying to earn a living to make more money instead of taking care of children and raising them to teach them the right way that they should go. And you look at these inner cities are just full of kids that don't have two parents, that don't have a good economic situation, that don't have uh, the things that they need to survive in a situation like that or to thrive or to get out of that situation, frankly. And that's why it's a self-perpetuating thing. And the government does its best to keep people poor, to keep people in those situations by claiming to help them, by claiming to be for them. And that's the Democrat Party. That's, in my view, that's part of the reason we're at the point we're at now. Because too many people are sitting around with their hand out instead of looking for the opportunity to work hard, to learn something, and to get out of that situation, to earn a living, and um, to do what's right. So let's take a quick look at the news. I've been pretty amazed at what I've seen today. You know, the, there, there, was, there was a judge that came out. I don't think the, the governments understand what's going on right now. There, people are sick and tired of all this CRAP that, Governors and institutions and bureaucrats, frankly, unelected bureaucrats have thrown down at us over the last two years. And we looked at this and said, it's two years, people, and you're still pulling this stuff. You're still saying we have to wear a mask indoors. Why? It's not going away. And if it is, it is. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know what? We're just going to deal with it. We'll live with it. We're Americans. We're free. We're Canadians. We're free. We're free people. If I think it's too big a deal to go to a restaurant, if I think it's too scary to go to a restaurant, guess what? I don't have to go. If I think it's too scary to go to the store, I can order it online and have it delivered. Stop forcing people to do things they don't want to do. You know, what about natural immunity? Why do I have to get a shot? I already had the stupid disease. Don't make me get a shot. I'm not going to do it. There's just so much corruption folks that people are seeing right out in the open now Rand Paul urges truckers to come to protest COVID-19 mandates in the U.S. praise God and it it uh it's just like that folks right now you have a true faith versus lockdowns versus not faith, unfaith going on in this country. And it's it's pretty interesting. You know, Tucker, I'm going to read a couple quick headlines. Tucker Carlson, Canada's leaders are panicking because their citizens are tired of tyranny. And that's exactly right. And then you've got two guys below that that are complete opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, a guy named Jesse Waters Freedom Convoy shows the Great Awakening is taking over North America. And that's true. I think it's taking over Europe, too. People are sick and tired of government bureaucrats telling them what they can and can't do because of some disease that 99.5% of people, uh, I would say 99.9 plus percent of people without mitigating circumstances in their health recover from. And, you know, the news media has been complicit with this because they come out with statistics and skew the statistics to try and make it look worse than it really is. Oh, hospitals are overwhelmed. Da, 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 da. And maybe in some certain places that happens from time to time. But that's not a pandemic level thing. 
you know, they were talking yesterday, there's, there was more people dying from the flu a couple of years ago than there was COVID, and yet we're still in an emergency state. And what a pathetic thing that is. And the only reason they, they're hanging that hanging out in that emergency is so they can still force people to take the shots. Because, let's face it, folks, the pharmaceutical companies run this world right now. But yet you got Jesse Waters and Bill Maher, who is at the complete opposite spectrum, I would think, in many of his beliefs than Jesse Waters, saying the Freedom Convoy is more is about more than just vaccine mandates. And it is. And these people at at in the bureaucracies of these governments need to wake up and realize we're done with all this stuff. We're not going to put up with people telling us that we can't go to the store without a mask on or that we have to get a shot and show that we got the shot to buy food. Not going to happen. You know, at some point, we'll just create our own economy, which is going on in places like Gab.com right now. But you have... Two countries going on. You have two uh, situations people that people are putting faith and trust in. You have Wokeism uh, Inc., which is communistic in nature, which teaches things like BLM, that, that America is evil somehow. That, yes, people were evil to induce slavery into this country back in the day. I don't think anybody would deny that at this point. At least I hope they wouldn't. Some idiots might, but... but you know, you're going to have idiots in every crowd. That doesn't make a, you know, I, the whole idea of white supremacy is a joke to me. Some people may think that, but it's the system that they're complain, complaining about, that somehow the system favors white people. No, white people just from a Christian ethic have learned to work hard, learn to, you know, raise a family, learn to be uh, faithful to each other, a man and a woman in a marital relationship. And you don't see that, especially in the big cities nowadays. And that's the problem. And, yeah, I think it's going to be funny because the liberals are all going to be out there saying they're they're going to take credit for ending COVID. And I think that's what's going on today because they're going to want to get elected again this year. But, you know, the protesters aren't taking it. Some judge came out in Canada and said that at a certain time that he was putting an injunction in place that this thing has to end. And the protesters are like, no, nah, not going anywhere, folks. You know, we're just tired of this. We're tired of you telling us what we can and can't do. And it's time for you to stop, to end the mandates. That's, that's all they're asking for is just stop making people get a shot that they don't want. That should not be being administered because it's not an emergency anymore. So, and I saw another story about the CIA collecting data on people, and I we are so far past that, folks. You know, I when these last ten years, when Google and Apple and some of these other people, I mean, the, the whole reason I still have an Apple phone is because they seem to take privacy more uh, seriously than what Google does. Google is all about information, and they're going to get every piece of information they can on you every chance they get. And I don't understand how they've been able to do that. You know, what happened to the right to privacy? You know, you see this now a lot of times when you go to websites, they'll say, hey, our cookie policy is this. Do you, do you accept that? And you have to hit accept in order to do anything on their website. Or you just ignore it um, in some cases, which I don't know what that means then. Are they going to continue to track you and try and uh, get your data? And your data's out there, folks. People are going to get it. There's, you know, no ifs, ands, or buts. That's why we, we subscribe to a ID protection thing. 
And I think it's a good idea to do that. But we're at a point where there was a story talking about the CIA collecting data on people and government bureaucrats, government bureaucracies, until we as a people get to a point like the truckers have where we're sick and tired of it, where we're not going to take it anymore. And we go, hey, time out, Congress people, because Congresses are the ones that are responsible for all this. They're, how many of them do you hear out there you know, besides, like I said, Rand Paul today, encouraging that same type of uh, civil disobedience in the United States against mandates, like in New York City. I, it, but again, it's these cities that make make the difference, people. And I think that's that's the dividing line. You have a city and rural theology that's at play here. Uh, people that live in smaller towns and rural communities don't think the same way. You know, and of course, a lot of the people in the cities think they're the ones that are the smartest ones on the bean pole. They think they're going to be the ones that that should be able to tell other people what to do. And these rural hicks don't know a thing about anything. And yet the Bible itself says, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Where do you find fear of God? It's usually in rural communities still. It's not in the big cities. The big cities can take care of themselves. And that's personally what I'd like to see in Illinois. Let the big city take care of itself and leave the rest of us alone. I do not want the gal that runs Chicago right now being the, the governor of Illinois. And that's basically what's going on. He just looks different and is quite a bit larger than her. So I'll leave it at that. Um, so it's a uh, new day. And ultimately, though, in this country and in this world, there will be a point that Jesus comes back. And he's going to rule for, the Bible says, for a thousand years. And then the end will come. And it's going to be a crazy time when that happens. And some people believe that, that those of us who truly believe are going to be taken up when he comes back. Some believe that's going to happen at a later point. Irregardless, I'm just glad he's coming back. So I'm going to end the day. I don't hear anybody in my family up yet. It's kind of crazy. And it's getting kind of late. But uh, you all have a fantastic day. I hope that uh, you seek the Lord today and his wisdom in what you do. Be blessed. Thank you, Lord, for the small things like me and her on the porch swing. The summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that.